Yeah, to tell you the truth, I don't know that we need to decorate to, for Halloween here at the office. Yeah, I think it's scary enough. <laughs> yeah, all right, bye. Have a good one, yeah. Here we are, Halloween season, nice October day. Welcome, by the way, to season two and episode 43 already. Wow, time goes fast. Of, of course, Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. That would be moi. We are fueled by Gales Gas Bars Limited, and we thank them for their support every single week. Also supported by Performance Heating and Air. Carlo and the gang, thank you very much. Enwick High Speed Internet in Niagara, as well as Niagara's Verge Insurance Group for all your insurance needs. We are headed down this lovely sun-drenched street of St. Paul Avenue in St. Catharines to Fiddler's Poor House. We are headed to our, thank you very much for stopping by. We are headed uh, into the lovely open air window of Fiddler's Poor House, and we're gonna get this episode underway of Niagara 411 Live. Have some pretty cool guests coming up for you today. Plus, it's always open to you to come in and participate in any way you see fit. Anything you want to talk about at all. And we'll tell you how you can do that when we come back in about 30 seconds. Come on along. Here we go, and welcome. Man, Thursdays come around in a hurry. Seems I live from Thursday to Thursday because we love being here so much, and uh, it's great to connect with you once again here on uh, Niagara 411 Live. Also, uh, one of the credits I neglected to mention right off the top, of course, is Niagara 411, the news and information site that you've become familiar with and uh, does such a great job here in Niagara, fueled by Nick as we are fueled by Gail's Gas Bars. And hi to Nick's mom, too. I don't think I said hi to Nick's mom last week, and uh, boy, I would be remiss in, in, in doing that. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't get my brownie points for the week if I forget to say hi to Nick's mom. And look at that, the minute I sit down here, I get my pet bee coming up. I told him to stay home today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on the right-hand uh, portion of your screen, the one, the only, the executive producer and co-owner and founder of We Stream Niagara, Mr. Kevin Jack. Hey, Lee. Happy to be doing? here. You're right. Thursday came around real quick. Doing great. Yeah. Uh, my week, I uh, had a couple kids in, uh, in swimming classes up at the Kiwanis. Yeah. Uh, we live streamed the ordination of a priest. Man moved from deacon to priest, and we live-streamed it for uh, family and friends all over the world. That was Sunday up at Grace Mennonite Church on Niagara Street. Yeah. Uh, did Niagara Falls City Council yesterday. We had Wayne Fleet, Port Colburn, St. Catharines. Really Ooh. busy this week for WeStream. Good, good, And now we good. find ourselves here, Fiddler's Poorhouse. Uh, it's open now, open window, bars open. Yep. Great new menu. Come down, see us, say hi. Indeed. Uh, nice to see you're keeping busy, Kevin. Uh, staying out of trouble, or at least trying. Yeah. Uh, oh! One of the things you want to do before we go forward is look backward a little bit to last week because one of the stories that got a lot of attention, and rightfully so, was the fact that uh, a St. Catharines downtown fixture gentleman goes by a couple names, Zeno or Jimmy or whatever, there's the guy there, you 
may have come in contact with him. Uh, great guy, nothing but positive vibes around Jimmy. Uh, and the story last week that we talked about was the fact that he was being uh, reunited with his family as he relocates to Six Nations. And there were a number of com uh, comments, Kevin, that came out that said, well, hey, I still, uh, I still see Jimmy ar around, so what's the, what's the deal? Uh, the reserve, uh, Elisa says the reserve maybe isn't where he wants to be. Seems to be he was doing okay in St. Catharines. There's not much at the reserve after all. I can understand why he would be back. I don't, I don't know whether he's actually gone and come back. There is some, uh, uh, frankly, we're not entirely up to date and informed about the details in the background of the story. There are probably some different nuances, uh, nuances to this. One of them is the fact that uh, there's still, although it is the plan for him to be reunited with his family, that there are some uh, machinations going on behind the, the scenes, et cetera, to make that yeah, And here you go. Uh, I seen him this morning downtown St. Catharines, waving and smiling as usual. Yeah, and then uh, I saw him Sunday walking downtown. I thought he left. Uh, I saw Zeno on James Street tonight at 6 o'clock. So, so we're still a little bit confused us included about this about this story and since we brought it to you last week thought we'd just touch on it to let you know that we haven't completely um, dropped the ball on this and uh, if anybody has some feedback we invite you to to join us and that gives us a quick segue into the fact that anybody can join us at any time in the program and that's why we are here think of us as a live open line television news and information slash talk show and uh, you'll see right on that little red strip at the bottom of your uh, of your screen down uh, down there on the on the bottom of your screen click the zoom link in the post and it'll connect you with kevin and as long as you got an active uh, microphone and an active uh, camera he will connect you with the program and we can have a conversation. So in particular, on these, uh, on these stories that we seem to have uh, occasionally uh, conflicting information or unclear information, it's always appreciated. If you know something about what's happening, get in touch with us and let us, let us know. That notwithstanding, you can come on at any time about anything as well. We had a couple of stories over the course of uh, last week's program that took us by surprise because people just clicked in and said, hey, this is, this is happening. And, uh, and we said, hey, this is great. Let us know. And, uh, and it was nice to see that happen. So I just wanted to touch on the Zeno slash Jimmy story because apparently that is a saga that is not yet complete. And when it comes to a, a street person, we're not sure if it ever will actually be complete <laughs> because these these things are rather dynamic and they have uh, they have lives of their own uh, often so uh, coming up on the program today we'll give you a lineup of uh, what we have we've got uh, three folks coming in to join us that are planned on the program today Corey Motley is uh, a career media fellow, uh, radio broadcaster, uh, currently working with Jacasa Radio uh, in, uh, is it Caledon? Uh, Caledonia. Caledonia. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that is the aboriginal broadcast outlet there. Am I correct with that, Kev? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Corey is going to be here because 
he put a post up not too long ago, and it was a real. It, it caught our eye, and it was really interesting. And he, of course, has a unique perspective on this. And his comment was about the whiteness of Niagara Radio. And when Kevin and I started talking about this off air, behind the scenes, just having casual conversations, we were running through the various uh, radio outlets as we know them here, the broadcast outlets here in Niagara as we are, and, and Kevin and I have significant experience with them. Um, we kind of said, yeah, if you really, if you, knowing the industry as we do, if you really look around, it's really white. It's really white. Yeah, says uh, says two white guys. Says yeah. But yeah, I mean, it goes beyond radio. You look at uh, print media, all the media in Niagara. You even yeah. look at uh, up and down TV media like Kojiko. Yeah. Can Can you think of one media person in Niagara that is non-white? I it, honestly it's, cannot. It, it's It's difficult. It's, I, I think it's impossible. I honestly yeah. don't think there's one. So. Or at least, or at least that's in front of the scenes, like on the front lines. And so, so Corey's uh, Corey, who is non-white, he's Corey is a, a black fellow. There he is, right in the middle, with uh, the the dreadlocks, etc. Et and studied at Niagara College. He's a Niagara guy. So, if there was anyone ever to speak to, and has worked in Niagara media as well, um, so that's why it's. He's really an interesting spokesman. Really, really going to be an interesting, interesting guy to talk to today. So he's coming around, oh, in about uh, ten minutes or so. Twelve forty-five today. A lady that you met about a year ago. Remember Sherry Lynn Evans and Kevin, her husband. I'm sorry. Oh gosh, I mean, he's he's I, Ken to her Barbie. He's Ken to her Barbie. So these were their, uh, these were their costumes when they participated in the costume competition on the the Kelly and Ryan show on uh, US national television like the Kelly and Ryan show well they didn't they didn't win that one but Sherry Lynn is back uh, she has a new costume she is participating yet again she went through the interview process with the Kelly and Ryan uh, uh, pro producers or wh whoever's the driving force behind this con this Halloween costume contest, uh, and she's going to be joining us again today, and uh, we'll talk about the new costume and again her experience with the Kelly and Ryan production, etc., and the differences if there are any between last year and this. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to talking to Sherry Lynn Evans coming up at about 12:45. Shortly after one o'clock today. Uh, Dan Warkin uh, will be here. Dan is um, a real estate agent in the Niagara region and he's putting on a Halloween candy capsule hunt. There it is right there. Dan Warkington. I'm sorry I said Warkin. Dan Warkington is, uh, is his name. Uh, and this is Dan Warkington's uh, Halloween candy capsule hunt. So we'll tell you how you can get involved with that. There have been a few houses pop up on Niagara 411 as well that are inviting children to come for Halloween. We'll try to give you some of those addresses as well if you're looking for some safe and fun place to take the kiddies to pick up some goodies on Halloween night. So those are the 
those, uh, those are the folks that are lined up to come on the program today. Next thing we want to do is touch on some good news stories. It's always easy to start out on a negative, as you know, in the, in the media. It's always easy to start looking down at the rest of society, but we're going to look up today. And here's, uh, here's the first of the two. Hi there. Last week I was in Freshco's in Welland. I went in to purchase a few items with my last $39. Do you know what that feels like? Have you, you've had that feeling, right? I got 20 bucks left in it. Okay, I had my last $39. I was a bit over my limit at 59. As I attempted to tell the cashier to remove a few items to bring my total back down, the woman behind me said, no, no need to put anything back. She looked at the cashier and advised her to put what I can't afford on her bill. I was shocked at first, and so was the cashier. The kind woman insisted and told me she's been in this predicament before and knows how it feels to not have enough, and so on. She purchased the items for me and also even gave me five bucks for whatever I needed it, for she said that's all the cash she had on her. Words can't describe how much this meant. I have two young children and a single mom, and I was really down to my last dollars just looking to get a few things to bring us through the week. Then she really got us through with those items I couldn't afford. I believe she's a Welland local. I'd really love to find her and thank her once again and perhaps gift her. My na her name is Christine. I was wondering if you can somehow share my message in hopes of connecting with her. I'd like to remain anonymous if that's okay. Please let me know if you can help. Nice. Yeah, way to go, Christine. You know, it, what, what, what can you say? It's just uh, one of those things that happens. Pay it forward. Yeah, let me see. I never did uh, check Lee to see whether or not... Whether we got any comments that, uh, that solved the, the identity Yeah, I mean, here are the issue. comments. There's my comment. Just, wow, way to go, Christine. Yeah. Oh, here you go. It's a oh, cashier. There, that's, that's a cool one. Yeah. Amber says, as a cashier, I actually see this happen all the time. It truly warms my heart every time. And I always thank the person for their generosity. One time a single mom had 90 bucks in groceries and her card was not working. The man ahead of her covered the entire bill. She didn't even want to accept. However, he insisted. We've, also, we've all been there and so it's refreshing to see acts of kindness happening so often. Now that's, that, it's nice to know that it happens often, Kevin. Yeah, it is. That, was, that warmed my heart, that story. Yeah. That there was somebody behind them that said, you know what, you need this $20 more than I do, and I'll step up That's and like I'll help the you stories out. you hear sometimes about people saying, uh, that guy behind me pay for his coffee in the, in the drive-thru, or whatever that heck it is, you know. I wish people were more like that. Like, honestly, Lee, for well, most people in your situation, my situation, $20, $40, it's not moving the needle on my on my life, no. you know. I'm I'm not Rockefeller. We could do more. Yeah, I could do more. Exactly. So and I, I and I and I and I I don't I I guess I guess not cuz I wouldn't. It just doesn't happen to strike me at the time. So I wonder what makes us different from the people that see this and it does strike them and they do do something about it. Now maybe if I was in line behind somebody and I saw a, a young mom in a stressful situation like that, and and I'm right there, experiencing it, I might very well do that. I don't, I, you don't know till you're in that situation, and I haven't been. But we can all do more. Every day, I think, especially when I see something like this, I think, 
what a doofus I am. Why don't I, why don't, why don't I do more? But anyway, I guess that's, that's how we live our lives. So maybe we can all do more. Now the second one is another co. The first one was Fresh Co. This one is Costco. And I'm, uh, I'm just barely, to make, uh, barely able to make this one out. So Nick posted this up, said this young couple sent me a note to see if I could get, help get a thank you message to a man in a red BMW at the Costco gas station in Niagara Falls. Please see a screenshot of the note I received. The couple would like to remain anonymous. So, uh, to the man at Costco gas station and the red beamer, little did you know, your kindness went a long way. Me and my boyfriend were just in Costco where we purchased our first membership. So these are, these are young folks, it's a young couple. It's been hard starting out. Uh, and she's had a pretty tough year, which she didn't go into, but it hasn't been an easy time. Uh, and uh, the words came out of my mouth five minutes before when a woman in Costco, instead of saying, excuse me, used her body and chucked me out of the way while I was in line. So I was new to the Costco gas station. I've only been a driver for a short time as well. I was so frustrated with the damn machine. And as everyone watched, you walked up to help me. You even put your card in for pre-authorization to fill my tank. Sir, thank you for taking time to help us. Even in these cold times, you cared and that's rare to see from anybody anymore. So thank you. I, I was uh, topping up my car to make sure I have gas for the rest of the week to set us, uh, to get us both to work and back with my, uh, get us to work and back, excuse me, with my last $20. You know your kindness was appreciated and I will pay it forward, sir. Thank you so much for the help and the gas. We need more humans like you in the world, and I'm glad you pass, uh, passed me. Uh, I clearly had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Much love, the girl in the Mazda. Sounds like a movie. The, the girl uh, in the red Mazda. The girl in the window, the train, girl in the train on the window, or whatever. Anyway, um, and we thank her for acknowledging that uh, to Nick at Niagara 411. It's a, great, it's a great place to share those good news, good Samaritan stories because uh, Niagara 411 is widely followed on, on Facebook around the Niagara region and chances are this, this gentleman will, will receive your thank you for his, for his kindness. The thing that uh, surprised me the most, of course, Lee, was that it was a uh, red BMW. Why does that surprise you? Well, because BMWs are always like the uh, the worst of all the jokes, right? Everybody says BMW people never turn on their signals. Uh, the BMW people, it's always the BMW people, and this time it was the, uh, the BM <laughs> BMW people doing good. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they are, because they're special, right? <laughs> okay, I uh, just want to put a shout out. I just saw uh, Pat hop into the waiting room. Okay. Uh, Pat, we can get to you. Like we said, the show is open to absolutely everybody, but only one at a time. And we've got uh, Corey Motley sitting in the green room as well. So we'll get to that conversation. But, uh, Pat, if you want to hold on, we'll get to you. And anybody else wants to hop in the conversation, 
the uh, Zoom link is right there in the post. Yeah, hang on. All right. So uh, are we going to uh, slip and slide our way over to Corey? Is that the plan? Corey Motley, um, Niagara citizen, <laughs> I guess. Uh, also yeah. uh, a long-term media person as well. I have never personally met Corey, but I know that we've uh, we've crossed experiences in Niagara over the over the years. Generally, generationally, we're from uh, different spots in the Niagara broadcast world. But Corey, uh, that being said, currently working with Jucasa Radio up in Caledonia. Uh, Corey, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Uh, so I guess we have good audio and uh, video and everything. We're all good. Yeah, good. Yeah, it works for me. I'm All right. Good audio. Do you see that ten-inch <laughs> drum behind him? He's got he's got a couple of. Them. <laughs> yeah, there's some. Yeah, there's some pretty good speakers back there. So Corey, um, well, go ahead. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I uh, I decided that radio is is one of those things that's fun, but you know, it doesn't necessarily pay as much as other things do. So I took on doing. Uh, you know, lighting and sound and, and DJing and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I got to bring it with me everywhere I go. All right. So if you could, give us a little uh, sort of Cole's Notes version of your resume, first of all. What's uh, what's the background? Uh, who, who is Corey Motley? Well, uh, originally, it's funny, I was six years old, and there was a guy on remote at a fiddle competition and uh, he put me on the air for my birthday, and I, I went back and I said, Mom, I'm going to be on the radio. And she said, yeah, okay, whatever. So, uh, you know, fast forward 20-some years, and um, I, I applied to Niagara College. Uh, I did a year there, and then that summer I went out and I volunteered my time, and I just, like, pushed and pushed and pushed. I ended up getting hired at uh, CKTV and Hits FM uh, back in 99. So I did that for four years, and in 2003, I went to a station called Wild 101, which turned into Z101, and, um, you know, then I went out to Caledonia for a year, took a couple of years off, and now I'm back in uh, Oshweekin, just outside of Caledonia on the Six Nations Res. All right, uh, and uh, when you said Wild uh, 101 and the other station, that w those stations were located, their studios located in Niagara Falls, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but one of one of those, one or both of those, was licensed to Fort Erie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, it was CKEY at the time. It's yeah. now CFLZ. Right. Uh, that is still licensed to Fort Erie, as a matter of fact. Right. Now, thanks for that. Uh, and it was a Cole's nose version. <laughs> yeah. What uh, What caught our eye, of course, is. Uh, and it's led to many conversations with with Kevin and I, because both of uh, both of uh, both he and I have pedigree here in Niagara Radio as well at different times, and some of it has lapped over. Is I guess the only way I can put it is the whiteness of Niagara Radio or Niagara yeah. Media, and uh, the post that you put up definitely got us talking about this again, and. I'm just going to read a bit of your post here for you, if you don't mind. Uh, and sure. you, went, you went on to say, I was always told I sounded white on the air. Then I started looking at radio in Niagara. I then realized how many jobs I was passed over for a white person. 
I was told that when I was on the air, research showed that the numbers grew by thousands. When a job became available, I was passed over, and a white male, way out of the demo, got the job. Then I was told that I wasn't contacted for fill-in jobs because of reason A. I'm not going to get into specifics, but then a couple of weeks later, after reading the actual policy, I was lied to. There was actually no reason that I couldn't have worked. Instead, the job was given to a white male. By the way, I was actually told that I was the go-to guy. I'd get the first call. I applaud Niagara Radio for the power women have received, and it has been that way for some time. I'll give credit where credit is due, but with that said, and after having a conversation with another broadcaster of color who has never received an interview in Niagara Radio, after applying to many jobs, I question things. And I'm not going to go on and on, but because I don't want you to just sit there listening to your own word. Um, but that's the crux of why we wanted to talk to you today, and it's a, it's a big, it's a big issue in a lot of places, but when we actually look at it, you couldn't be more right about the whiteness of media here in, in Niagara. Yep. Have you received any other any other feedback about this from any other companies or um, anything since, was, since you put uh, that up? Yeah, one, one of the owners of, uh, of some of the Niagara radio stations actually contacted me directly. And we actually had a pretty decent conversation. Um, and it was brought to my attention that the CRTC actually mandates that when you're in the hiring process, you look for um, diversity yeah. and, and things like that, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the question was raised, well, am I supposed to have X amount of people of this race and this color and this gender and this, you know, everything? And my, my response to that was, I don't know what the fix is. But, you know, if you look at the numbers, and that's really what I'm doing is looking at the numbers, and, and all of those instances that I gave, um, they may have other valid reasons, but I'm looking at it from one perspective. You know, I, I can't give answers as to why other people do the things that they do, but, you know, from my perspective, in looking at the numbers, that really kind of stood out to me a little bit. You know, now, as, as I said in the post, I'm, I'm not calling anybody racist. Yeah, I get it. And I never would because I know a lot of people in this industry, and you know, it, it is very family oriented. I mean, Kevin, when he came to Niagara, he actually the job that I left is the one that he took. Correct. Right? And then yeah. we ended up yeah, playing hockey that, together for years. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, thank you for that. Thanks for walking. <laughs> yeah, away from my that. pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for leaving, Corey, so he could get a job. No, but uh, I mean, I know yeah. you're, you know you're on a roll here, but you're saying you're not looking at numbers, but right now the number is zero, and I know that's wrong. Yeah, yeah, and and that is what I'm looking at is is I'm looking at the numbers. I'm now, not looking at the specific people in general because, like I said, I know a lot of them, and there are a lot of very there. I have friends, you know that that um that fall under that category, but is it their fault? No, absolutely no. not. L and, let, me, maybe when let me clarify Go ahead. Um, what you were talking about earlier, because as chance would have it, I was programming and managing stations and groups of stations when the CRTC employment equity policy was implemented. What the, right. um, uh, uh, and there are four designated groups that are included in the CRTC employment equity policy. Uh, 
indigenous peoples, mm -hmm. women, handicapped, mm -hmm. as well as visible minorities. Those are the four categories that they designate in their employment equity program. And you mentioned the the increase in the numbers of women that are employed in Niagara Radio, and you said that's great. One of the reasons that that's the case is that is the only actual category of those four that stated numbers in the policy when it came out. When it came out, it stated that the goal was to have 50% of all on-air people female. It didn't designate specific target numbers for those other groups. So the reason there's been this proliferation of female broadcasters, and I'm not saying that's bad, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not passing an opinion one way or the other, but the reason that the, right. the, the percentage of uh, female broadcasters has increased to such a degree is there was an actual number and a mandate passed out because of that policy. But for people in your situation, there was no specific number. That being said, radio companies have to submit, and I think it's yearly, I could be wrong about this, but they have to submit a report every year on employment equity with regard to what their numbers are in those identified categories. So that still exists, but it's a very fluid and uh, other than the uh, other than the male and female breakdowns it's very foggy when it comes to those other groups right okay yeah that does make a lot of sense um, and it's a shame that we we even have this problem in the first place really when uh, Corey was it ever I mean I used to get these jokes all the time. It's the biggest joke in radio. Ah, oh, you got a great face. You're in radio. Ah, oh, you got a great face for radio. You know, that kind of, it's the old oh, joke. Yeah. But, but that's not really that far off base in the fact that when you're on the radio, and one of the charms of being on the radio is you can be whomever you would like to be. It is the theater of the mind. In most cases, there yeah. aren't cameras. You are playing yeah. a role. And... Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It shouldn't matter whether you're, you're you're red, brown, white, pink, or otherwise. You are there to be entertaining and do your job on the radio. And it always it always makes me wonder why. Oh, you don't fit the mold. What What do you mean I don't fit the mold? I can. Uh, I'm really good on the air. Has anybody addressed this with you from that perspective? Well, I mean, not to get into the back door of radio, but I mean, in all reality, there's a lot of really off-color jokes, uh, especially when I first started radio. Um, you know, for example, uh, and even I joked about it, I mean, I grew up with my grandparents, and my grandfather was a big fan of the Rat Pack. So when Sammy Davis Jr. was up there, and they were making jokes about him, it was a situation where I found, you know what, it, it's done. Sammy gave it right back, and it, it's exactly what it was. It was nothing but a joke, right? So, you know, um, there was a couple times where I was referred to as, like, the token for the station, right? Oh, and, yeah. 
you know, we would, we would kind of laugh that off. But I mean, growing up, I went to school in Niagara-on-the-Lake, okay, and there are not a lot of people that are anything but white in Niagara-on-the-Lake. I mean, in the five years I went to high school, I think there was maybe seven black people that went through Niagara District. Right. Right? So this isn't something new, and it's not something that's just dedicated towards radio. Right? So, um, yeah, I've had a lot of people come to me and say, why did they decide to go with this person instead of you? Or why did uh, this person get the job? Did you apply? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. And, you know, the reason that I was given was that maybe they had more time in Niagara. Well, when I was on Z101, um, one of the conversations I had with my program director was because we were getting numbers from Buffalo, uh, we had a lot of popularity in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. uh, at one point, I was up to 140,000 listeners in Buffalo. And at the same time, we had 40,000 here. Well, being a former programmer, uh, having 180,000 listeners in a secondary market is pretty, it's a pretty big thing that I, and I'm quite proud of it. Why were you, why, why did you leave these radio stations? What were the conditions under, if you don't mind telling me, you don't have to, um, what were the conditions under which you left these radio, like uh, CKTB, I know it wasn't just to give Kevin a job, he's a nice guy, but, but that, wasn't, yeah. that wasn't why you left. Uh, and, and, no, no. And, and the stations in Niagara Falls, Fort, Fort Erie, what were these circumstances? Um, well, I left CKTV and Hits FM because my, the programmer over at uh, Wild 101, he came to me and uh, I was DJing in clubs and I was actually working for Hits FM and doing a live to air for this other radio station because I was the resident DJ at the, at the club that they were at, right? Okay. So um, he came to me and he said, hey, listen, like, I've got a spot for you. And I thought, you know what? It was a better fit for me. It was a hip hop station. It was exactly what I was DJing in clubs. I understood the music and it was actually probably my best move because I became music director. Uh, I got to meet so many people. I mean, I met Hulk Hogan because of that station, right? And I'm a huge <laughs> wrestling fan. Yeah, so, 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 so it, was, it, was a, it was for a job opportunity that you left that. Yeah. That station. Yeah. Okay. But then, then what then about the other ones? The other ones, um, we had somebody that came in as the general manager, and we really didn't see eye to eye, and we butt heads a lot. Um, there, there was a lot of instances where I didn't understand what she was doing. She didn't understand what I was doing. So that's when we kind of had this opportunity, we'll call it for me to go out to Caledonia. And I was told that I was going to be, you know, kind of taking over the station. They asked me what my thoughts were and everything. And then they came in and um, I was corporately restructured. So okay. that's when I took a couple of years off because I, I got, I, honestly, at that point in time, I was really bitter with radio. Yeah, and, that can happen. And, um, yeah. So I, I had to walk away for a little while, and that's when I started doing more sound and lights and, we have, and all that stuff. I mean, we have we have all been uh, corporately restructured, uh, and I say yeah. that in I say that in all honesty and truth. 
and and look, people looking at the screen right now are looking at three people from three very specific genres and periods in time. They have uh, you uh, yep. on the right-hand side of their screen, which has an obvious uh, an obvious look and an obvious sort of uh, genre. And you mentioned hip hop and that music and stuff that you do. I mean, you you've got a look. But let's face it, you have a lifestyle, and this is this is who you are, which is great, irrespective of skin color. I have a look as well. I'm an old white guy that is sort of semi-retired, uh, still having fun trying to do this stuff uh, in, in new media, and that's cool. And then we've got Kevin on the left-hand side, which also got restructured out of mainstream radio yep. and has been entrepreneurial in starting this whole new media-style streaming business across the country along with his partners. So we've got, we've got three examples here on the screen of radio people that have been structured out, me more than most, uh, over, over a, a number of years. Um, where the rubber hits the road with this conversation, Corey, is uh, when we get into the matter of discrimination and the matter of color. Um, in spite of the fact that we have common experiences, would it be your would it be your opinion or your your position that our experiences come from different places well everybody learns differently everybody takes a different road and sometimes it leads to the same places you know uh i know that i didn't finish school uh and i got hired out of my first year uh kevin i believe you graduated if, if I'm yeah, right. and if, yeah, and if people are watching, that's that's very common that people get hired out of radio college in their first year, and they say, "Well, forget, it, I don't need to finish." And because that's right. the point of going to college is to get a is job. To get a job, so it's it's not a form it, where you're, exactly. you're you're dropping out, you're jobbing out. That's what they call it. Yeah, um, I'm very music based. You know, um, I, I I've been a music director. It's funny when I was in school, the last job I wanted to do was music director, and then when I got into the industry, my first job really my first big job was music director so I kind of fell in love with it so um, that's where my sort of career path took me you said you do a lot of programming and I'm sure you would agree with this statement that program directors and music directors never get along we always butt heads and that's what makes the best teams not always but frequently uh, <laughs> they're 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 usually healthy debates Kevin yeah Corey let me let me hop in here because I just want to bring this back to the diversity issue yeah. and the lack of diversity in Niagara. I know we've been focused a lot on radio, but if you look up and down um, Kojiko, you look up and down the newspapers, I cannot think yep. of one non-white person in Niagara. Now, you could counter that and say that, well, Niagara's a pretty white place. Yeah, it is. It's pretty white. Mm -hmm. But it's not all white. Yeah. And diversity... No makes a richer community and right now we have a media as a region that is being 100% reported on by white people and that's not the community in which I live. Now I, I will say and I'll give it out that there is a radio show um, on 610 on the weekends um, where it is indigenous led. The yes. uh, two mics but that said you've invited an indigenous person on the air to talk about indigenous issues. That's not exactly yes. forthcoming. That's um. That's bringing you on, Corey, just to that's do the hip-hop show. That, that's, a, that's a niche In some ways, program. it can be more insulting. It's saying the only thing you can talk about 
are indigenous things because you're an indigenous person. Right. The only thing you're qualified to talk about, Corey, is hip-hop culture because you're a black male in Niagara. Yeah. And that's almost more insulting. Yeah. We're richer with a broader spectrum of voices, and right now in Niagara, it is completely white. And that takes me, absolutely, absolutely well stated, and it takes me to my next question. Because uh, we, we can sit here and analyze all we want. What I would like to get a sense from you, from your unique perspective, is mm -hmm. where do we go? What? How do we? How do we? How do we fix this? Or how should we move forward? What are your What are your thoughts on this? As opposed to treading water and, uh, as they say, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, which never happens. Yeah. What do we do? Well, I know. I know that myself personally, uh, I would always just kind of sit back and go, "Oh, well, there must be another reason," or "Oh." Um, I'm, uh, I'm gonna justify this somehow. Instead, I, I kind of started speaking my mind. I mean, I looked at, I watched a documentary called "This Changes Everything." Right. And even though they were mainly talking about women's issues in Hollywood, it really opened my eyes to not just Niagara, but I mean, look at Buffalo, for example. There is one radio station in Buffalo that has anybody but white people on the air. There was another station that played top 40 music that had an evening DJ and he was black, um, but he was corporately restructured. So um, <laughs> okay. if you look at, yeah, if you look at Buffalo radio, there's one radio station out of all the stations. And I know there is a very diverse uh community and culture in Buffalo. Absolutely. Um, the reason I, I bring that up is because we're very influenced by Buffalo. Uh, I know that because when I was doing the programming, I had to look at what was big in Buffalo and what was big in Toronto and find some sort of happy medium. Right. Corey. So, yeah, so does that, does that affect the same, the, the is that kind of a mirrored image here in, in Niagara as well? Is, is that part of the reason? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know very many other markets. Maybe you, this is where I can ask you, have you seen a lot of di diversity in other mar markets other than Niagara? Is this a radio problem or is this a local problem? Oh, I, I think it's, uh, I, I believe it's industry. I believe it's industry uh, I, wide. Maybe I can help out here. I think it's I think it's industry wide. I do but Niagara it. has definitely been left behind, because right. I am seeing more diversity and I'm hearing more diversity. And when I look across Niagara again, I, and, and to say, Corey, I don't know what the number is, but I know it's not zero. And, and right I now we seem to be at zero. And I and I I see less of it on. Uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna. Uh, Sorry for this turn of phrase. We're going to let you go in just a minute. <laughs> no, we're just going to corporately restructure him out of the program. We're going to corporately restructure you off yeah. the show. Um, but All I right. say we, we see more, uh, from my experience, we see more diversity on, uh, on national television or, or uh, provincial television broadcasts uh, than we do in yes. radio. So television... Uh, seems to have gone further. The video, the visual media, seems to have gone further uh, with diversity uh, in uh, in all walks than 
than the non-visual media. And perhaps that's because of that reason. You know, you can Possibly, you, yeah. you, you, you can hide your lack of diversity if you are not a visual medium. It's very mm -hmm. difficult to hide your lack of diversity if you are not. Like newspapers and radio well, and, and these kinds of things. You know, like I said, I, I stayed quiet for a long time and you know, I'm not one to try and and push too many things, but oh, this you. is something that really, it really kind of hit me, and I, I let my thoughts out. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks this way. So maybe it'll catch somebody's attention, and next time they're hiring, when when they see somebody, uh, when they see two people that are just like this, maybe they go, hey, you know what? Let's be that company that's a little bit different, in Niagara. Yeah. And take Good. a chance. Good. Corey Mor Motley, thank you uh, for being here. It's a big topic, uh, and uh, we could go on about it all day and really probably not solve all of its uh, problems or answer all of its questions. But uh, stay in touch with us. Uh, good luck with everything. Wherever it is you want you go, want to go, I hope you get there. Thanks for being here. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Take care, man. All right. Some uh, Again, Kevin, some big questions. No, but I'm glad we're tackling it. And you know what? It's interesting. Corey put out that post, and it's a topic that you and I have talked about on this show in the past. Mm. We've talked about how Many times. white Niagara's media is. Yep. And yeah. it, uh, it, it, it needs to start somewhere. And, and you and I can't. I mean, here I am, a white guy, talking to another white guy about the fact that media needs to be more diversity. More diverse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, rather, it's uh, rather ironic. Okay. Uh, welcome to episode... 43 of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. That is me, obviously. Kevin Jack and WeStream power this program. Um, also, we want to thank Gail's Gas Bars. Uh, we'll do our, our sponsor acknowledgments here, and we don't do them nearly enough. And of course, they're on the screen for you to see every week, which is uh, is good because it, it, helps, it helps make up for my lack of concentration. Gales Gas Bars Limited fueling this program almost since its inception, and they continue to do so since, uh, as they've been doing here since 1967, fueling Niagara. Check out their uh, WhatsApp. You can, uh, they're a living wage employer, which goes back a few years now. I remember when the whole living wage thing was an issue when I was uh, actually on CKTB here in St. Catharines, is when uh, Gales did that. So they believe in paying people a proper wage for what it is they do here in uh, Niagara. Check out, uh, check out their website at gales.ca for the rewards program and all those other good, good things that they do here in Niagara. Performance heating and air, saving your family money because they have families in Niagara as well. Uh, to Carlo and his crew at Performance Heating and Air, thank you very much. High-speed internet, Enwick, uh, Niagara's high-speed internet which is uh, has a different business plan and model than most internet if and probably all the other internet suppliers in and around our communities uh, because there are no signed contracts uh, required they provide really high quality rural as well as urban internet access so check them out if uh, you have any sorry about that <laughs> i don't know what'd you do i was just uh, scrolling on the air i picked up the wrong device well that's okay uh, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't paying much attention, Kevin. Usually, I depend on you to do everything perfectly. 
Because <laughs> you usually do. That's the exception that proves the rule. Verge Insurance Brokers uh, Limited for all of your insurance needs. So uh, this is what I uh, this is what I was scrolling for because yeah, uh, thank we, you. we can start there to move ahead. But uh, she's ready and she's costumed. Oh, awesome, Sherry Lynn Evans. Uh, welcome back to Niagara Fort. Oh my God, you are in costume. Look at you. Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Where, where did where you're you're a reindeer in a chimney? Where the hell did this idea come from? Um, or an yeah, elk or so, something? Yeah, I'm supposed to be a deer over okay. a fireplace, okay. like over a mantle. Yeah. And oh, gotcha. We were trying to come up with yeah. So there's like my fireplace. It's a, it's pretty long, so it's kind of hard to get the whole <laughs> the whole view. Okay. And then I guess I can kind of move in a little bit so you can see my face. Oh, aren't you gorgeous? Love the nose. <laughs> Thanks. So uh, <laughs> the idea was we were trying to come up with something for me to wear for, of course, Halloween again. Yeah. And um, my mom was like, why don't you go as a fireplace? <laughs> and I'm like, a fireplace? And my dad's like, as a joke, my dad's like, why don't you just go as um, a deer? And then I was like, I could do that. And then I just kind of put them together. I'm like, why don't I just be like a deer hanging over the fireplace? Like, like a, over the a, a, stuffed, a stuffed deer head on the a wall. A stuffed deer. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's what I did. And that's what I'm wearing. That is so awesome. Now you're you're doing the, the round again uh, on the Kelly and Ryan show, right? That, that you did yeah. with your husband. As Ken and Barbie uh, last year. Now, correct. Now, um, I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there were some some things about the last experience that weren't great for you. Uh, am I right about that? Oh, 100 percent. It was it was just a chaotic mess last oh, year. Okay, so um, can you tell us why? Uh, everything was just disorganized like we didn't know what was going on there was like tons of people scattered everywhere because it was all like it was via um like zoom right yeah so you had all these people and half their equipment wasn't working they gave us zero direction so we were just kind of like sitting there for two hours didn't know what to do it was, yeah this year was much more organized um we were actually able to talk with other contestants so we made some friends along the way okay so yeah and everything was Everything was a lot better this year. So now, um, as I understand it, also the, your your last interview or or contact or whatever with the program on this uh, initiative was this past Tuesday. Is that right? It was. Yeah, that Are, was the uh, that's that was the taping. All right. So so how how did that go? Walk us through what happened. Um. So basically, you have to sit in costume. So I had to stand. Um, well, I can't really stand that long, so I pulled up a stool. Yeah. And I just basically hung out like this for two and a half hours. Oh, no. um, <laughs> yeah, I'm too old to be in boxes, I realized. Like, my neck was hurting, my back was hurting. Um, yeah, so we just basically sat there for, for two and a half hours and was just part of the audience, and we got to interact and clap and watch the show as they filmed it. Okay. And we. Yeah, we got to participate, and then at the end of it, um, there was the, the contest of the best homemade costume. Yeah. 
and um, I'm not allowed to comment on that. So, YouTube but but you know you, <laughs> but you know the results. So the the, the results happen. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, um, so this was a better experience for you. Absolutely. Good. Uh, I'm happy to I'm happy to hear that. One of the things one of the things to um, remind our, our our audience about here today is the fact that one of the reasons that you design these costumes the way you do is because you're in a unique position uh, of um, um, I don't want to say suffering from or whatever, but you have something referred to as POTS, correct? Correct. Yes. It's, it's tell, tell, tell us again about what that is. Um, so basically, uh, my my body's allergic to gravity. So um, when I stand up, my my heart rate goes really really fast. Um, the blood pools from my brain and my upper body down to my lower extremities. Okay. So then you start losing oxygen in your brain. Wow. And um, your heart contributes like tries to speed up mm -hmm. to try and pull your blood back up from your feet to what your upper that, body. What what does that stand for? POTS. It's postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Wow. Now, this is something obviously that is genetic or... No. Um, no? Not, no one else in my family. No. Um, I actually caught it. I caught it. Believe this. Um, they said that I was born with it, kind of. Yeah. But when I was sick yeah, back in 2014, I just caught a virus, like a normal cold. Yeah. And then it just... Yeah, it... It attacked my nerve, my central nervous system, and it's completely screwed up. So my my nervous system has no idea. I'm basically having an anxiety attack 24 hours a day. That's what it feels like. My goodness. So these costumes, <laughs> the, these costumes are designed with your limitations in mind, uh, so that you can either use a walker or sit down on a stool or or something like that, which which adds another whole level of creativity to this thing. Right, yeah. Um, I, I, besides the box, I, I have another idea for, for next year where I'm going to be much more comfortable because, like I said, I'm too old to be shoved away in a box and in the stand. Well, you know, I hate, hate to break the news to you, Sherry Lynn, but uh, when you get old enough, that's where you end up, in a box. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I just don't want to be there yet. <laughs> you, no. Well, you don't look too old to us. Uh, you, you look, uh, um, you're, you're, quite, you're quite the deer. So, uh, ah, sorry about that. Uh, thanks for I like it. Uh, Lee, uh, what? just yes. before, I, I threw something up there, and I'm not sure that you're familiar, but I'd love uh, to give Sherry then the opportunity to promote um, the, what is it, the, the Potsy's Treasures. Because you make some, oh, yes. you make some incredible stuff, and with the, the holiday season around the corner. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, thank you. Um, well, again, with, with the pandemic that, that hit, and I can't work um, in the field of work, I guess. Anywho. In the um, so-called real to, world. Thank you, yes, in the so-called real world. Um, I was kind of just sitting at home, and I'm like, I need something to do because I'm going stir crazy. And I, I created like a whole bunch of cake toppers and banners and party supplies. So I turned it into a little a little business that's turning quite successful. So I make cake toppers and like like really cool ones like three dimensionals and so i do party supplies for people for christmas and birthdays and banners and it's been fun that's 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 crazy what's the easiest way to find you if people want to scroll through all your stuff um i'm everywhere i'm on instagram facebook etsy 
Uh, it's just Potsy's Treasures and you'll Potsy's, find it. Potsy's Treasures. All right. Yeah. Sherry Lynn, um, you, are a, you are a dear. Uh, you are a delight. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. And uh, I know we'll find out about the results. Um, when will we find out about the results, by the way? Tomorrow morning, they, they air it. Tomorrow morning? Kelly and Ron, yes. All right. Well, uh, I know you know the results, but we have all of our fingers and eyes crossed for you. So, thank so, you. Thanks for being. So you didn't you didn't involve uh, Ken in this one, did you? No. No, he had to work. I, I ran out of time to make him a costume, and then he, his shift was kind of wonky this week. So, I just figured he can be on the back burner. I all right. For Halloween, he'll he go probably, out as a hunter. He he probably held you back anyway. <laughs> Right? He probably next helped year, you. Next year, I got some ideas. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, thanks for being here, kiddo. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. What an amazing lady. Sherry Lynn Evans, um, live with uh, Kelly and Ryan tomorrow. Well, I'll have to be watching tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. See what happens. Yeah. Great. Even, if, even if she doesn't win, how about an appearance on screen? That'd be cool enough. I'm sure they show more than just the winners. I would hope so. What a what a creative, what a creative woman, Un, unbelievably creative. Now, Lee, next week on the show, I'll bring in some uh, some photos of of our two kids dressed up. Okay. Ayla this year is going out as a unicorn. That's pretty much an out of the box type costume. Um, our son, though, Alex, decided to be a DJ. So he's DJ AJ. <laughs> and we've made up a whole like platform forum with some uh, some records that that spin and move and some sliders. Oh my god! They decorated it last night with their um, with. How with do you go door to door with that? Oh, we put a little bowl. We actually cut a bowl into the cardboard, and that's where they put the candy. That's where the treats go. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we thought of it all. It's it's going to be a lot of have lights and music and everything else. It's going to be really cool. That is terrific. That is terrific. <laughs> Um, speaking of uh, costumes, uh, I don't know if uh, you have the the link uh, available to throw up there or not that I, I mentioned that that we might talk about. And this is not Niagara based at all. I apologize for stepping outside the box here for a bit, but we've talked about the world sensation that is this Netflix series called the Squid Game. And it has created not only a lot of popularity, but a lot of controversy around the world because psychologists, psychiatrists are even advising parents to please keep your kids away from this show because it's very, very violent. It's very, very graphic uh, in its violence, but they have also become the number one costume source for Halloween around the planet and you can uh, this is their this is their website where you go on you can find all the costumes now the if, if you don't know anything about the show there is a main character called the front man he is the boss and he's called the front man and that's his costume at the top left and then the other guards all have these red sort of uh, exercise suits hazmat suit uh, costumes but they have different designations there's the round guard there's the triangle guard and there's the square guard and there you see all three of them there now I've watched the series just because I got caught up in it because I wanted to know what it was about I wanted to know what it was because it was so popular and I felt like if I don't know what this is I can't talk about it 
then I need to talk about it because it's, I mean, it's out there. So, uh, in the show, they never really tell you why one is a round, one is a square, one is a triangle. Uh, I'm not really sure why, but I guess they have their different levels, their different ranks or whatever. But those are the, and then you can also dress, if you scroll down, you can also dress as a player. If you are designated as one of the unfortunates in this and you are a squid game player in the show, everybody wears these green-ish tracksuits. And then there are different masks that you can get. Uh, there's, uh, there's people that are servers and there's met, like they all have these different categories. The VIPs are people that are horrible people that sort of are the reason uh, that pay all the money that these people compete in all this. Anyway, the, these are the, these have become the number one costume choice for, uh, for Halloween pretty much around the planet, which is kind of, kind of crazy. Now your take, Lee, you've watched it. Is it worth my time? A conflicting report. Some people say, yeah, watch it tonight. And other people say completely useless. Kevin, it is one of those, one of those unique cultural events that I would not recommend or, or, or not, not recommend. Okay. It's very, it's, it's one of those make up your own mind things and why is it is it is it gory is it unsettling well first of all uh, first of all the acting uh it's overdubbed into english it's a south korean series the language is overdubbed into english you watch the english version on on netflix you know that the mouth doesn't match the words it's overdubbed but even so the acting varies between bad and horrible i mean for those of us that are used to Hollywood, whatever. Uh, the acting is really bad, but it's the theme and the plot of the program that sucks you in. Okay. It's so it's so shocking. All right, you've when, uh, you've almost convinced me to watch it. When you finally get into it, it's so shocking that you go, "Oh my God, this is totally outside the the box." Um, now, speaking of the box, uh, I got sent this from my wife that's obviously watching the program. And here you go. Here's DJ AJ's uh, platform, his deck. Oh, thanks, Leanne, for sending this. So there you go. There are a lot of the decorations. So, so this is DJ AJ's uh, right, so costume. There's, there's that little bucket that we put into the front. Like, he would be standing, you know, right, right back there. Okay. With his two turntables right there. <laughs> right? And those can spin. So he can, he can scratch on those and spin them around. He's got a couple sliders right there. Wow. Another slider Isn't over there. Isn't that cool? He's got his name here. You can't quite see it, but DJ AJ <laughs> in, uh, in glitter paint. Makes me think back to some of the, some of the costumes my mom uh, created for me when I was a kid. She was, uh, she was amazing. I went as a rocket ship one time and a bunch of other things that uh, she spent hours and hours and hours. So kudos to you as parents. you got busy lives. Your wife works full-time. Uh, you've got your own business. you got a couple of kids in uh, school that takes up time and all these other, all these other things. And, and you, you have, have the wherewithal to, to do this for your kids. Great. For, that's great. That is wonderful. 
Super. Now, Lee, in just a couple minutes, we're going to have a Dan uh, Warkenton come Warkenton, on talk yeah. about this. It's a cool little, like, um, I guess it would be a scavenger hunt or whatever you want to call it. It's a Halloween treasure hunt. That's Halloween, taking yeah. place at uh, parks across the St. Candy Capsule hunt yeah. on Halloween, actually, this Sunday. So he'll give us right. all the details. Did you want to go over some of the um, the spooky haunts that Nick's been sharing? Let's let's do that. On Niagara 411, thanks to Nick uh, and people that have sent him information, uh, we've identified uh, some homes that are, are welcoming children because it's hard to know how to celebrate Halloween these days with all the stuff that's going on. So here's one at 4590 Buckley Avenue in Niagara Falls. Uh, inviting any and all kitties to come and uh, and stop by and get their treats. Everything will be done safely. And yeah, look at those skeletons carrying a coffin. That's a nice <laughs> That's touch. Awesome. Nice touch. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Okay. So uh, and there are some others. Here's one at 11 Sunny Lee Drive in St. Catharines. The owners dress up and hand out candy. The display, will, uh, the display will be active, I believe that says, Halloween night and throughout the day as well, as long as the wind behaves. Uh, well, the weather is always always our challenge on Halloween, isn't it? So there's some, some photos of, uh, of the one on Sunny Lee, so remember that one. That's good stuff, and I think he posted another one. I there's, think there's, there's another one. We'll That's the uh, Cadendy capsule hunt we're going to be talking to Dan about. Oh, that e-scooter. Here we go. Yeah, here's another one. Uh, this one is at uh, 5422 Hamilton Street in Niagara Falls. Treats for everyone. Halloween night. Socially distanced, of course. This home will also be featured in the Niagara Spooky Awards all week. So there's just uh, some some places you might want to stop by with the children because the whole trick-or-treating door-to-door thing is always it's always a dilemma these days and and it's I, I, I'm so pleased that I lived back in the day when we didn't know how much in danger we were <laughs> we had no idea what I walked I walked around in a in a rural community uh, with uh, with no lights dark streets all you could hear was the was the pitter-patter of, of feet crunching on gravel in the dark and you had no idea who was there. You had no idea who you were going to be walking by. No street lights, no such thing as street lights, but the houses had, were very in, inviting and uh, actually it was kind of spooky <laughs> in, uh, back in the day. So uh, Yeah, now, Lee, they mentioned there the Spooky Awards. If yeah. people aren't familiar, the City of Niagara Falls put on Spooky Awards for the second time this year. And with that, they put out a list of residences just like that. But it's, it's, it's bigger, more extensive of homes yeah. that welcome you. And I think there's an entire street in Niagara Falls this year that is just done. Like every home is like the ones we just showed you. So uh, even if you're not from Niagara Falls, of course, anybody yeah. in Niagara can drive there. So if you're looking for something to do. Uh, this weekend with the yeah, kids, just, it's just, free. Just, you, can, you can Google it. Google the Spooky Awards and it'll come up. Exactly. It'll come up right there. And uh, I'll give a plug just to these guys. I think I saw them advertising on Niagara 411. But uh, we're bringing the kids and our nieces out to Safari Niagara on Sunday for the dinosaurs. Oh, yes. And they got the dinosaur drive through We're very much looking forward to that. Our kids are six and seven years old. That's prime dinosaur age. It is. Uh, our son, Alex, we were up at... Um, 
Is it the, uh, oh no, the Kiwanis, the Kiwanis pool. The pool. Yesterday when there's Carlton also. Carlton and. Carlton and. Uh, Niagara. Vine. Niagara. Niagara Street. Yeah, Vine shoots off right there. Yeah, course, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, went, to the, went to the library afterwards and my son brought home, a, uh, he told us, 208 pages on dinosaurs. Awesome. So awesome. absolutely, absolutely loves dinosaurs. Dinosaurs have been popular with kids for ages. I actually, I was in grade school. And I actually won a public speaking contest when I was a kid. I mean, and I mean a kid, uh, with a speech about dinosaurs. They're just, I, and I think it's because they couldn't believe that somebody my age could pronounce the names. <laughs> but um, anyway, it was, uh, dinosaurs have always fascinated, they still, they fascinate us today. I don't, I don't even think it's about age necessarily. We're all fascinated. It's funny you say about the. Uh, it's funny you say about the names because when we told our daughter, you know, seven years old, that we were going to see the dinosaurs, yeah. she rattled off like three names right away. I hope the Dilophosaurus is there. <laughs> like, what the? Yeah. How do you? How do you know this? How do you stuff? know this stuff? How do you know this stuff? That's terrific. That is terrific. Right, and right. a- actually, Safari Niagara, uh, up there in Stevensville, uh, is not far from where I grew up. Where we had those dark. Nights. I grew up in this community called Black Creek. Now they have street lights. They kind of ruined the whole thing. But uh, yeah, because you know it's it's progressed over the years. But uh, man, it was we walked for miles, miles on Halloween, and it was dark and it was oh, it was spooky. It was fun. <laughs> uh, okay, um, Kevin. A number of things. Is Dan uh, coming on? Cool. I was going to go somewhere else until Dan joined us, but he's, he's here. Dan Workington uh, is a, a real estate agent uh, here in town and has a great initiative coming up for Halloween. God bless him. Dan, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? Not too bad. How are you guys doing this morning? Uh, we this are, we are, I guess it is afternoon now. Yeah, time goes yeah. fast. It is, yeah. uh, it is excellent. So, Dan. Tell us about Dan Workington's Halloween candy capsule hunt. What's going on here? Um, it, it basically it started it started last year when the pandemic hit. Um, one of my concerns is when when Halloween came up, I'm like, how are the kids going to get candy if there's no you know interaction with uh, you know person to person? So I just got a little creative and I thought, you know, if I can't see them face to face to give them the candy, I'll just hide it in some parks in St. Catharines and I'll uh, get them to go look for it and I'll create a little game out of it and um, initially it wasn't even a um, like a uh, advertisement kind of thing it was more so just trying to give the kids some candy in a fun way right, right. so so how does it work uh, so what happens is anybody can add me on Facebook it's it's basically driven through everybody's got social media on their on their phone right mobile device um, add me on Facebook all the details are on there so what I do is I stash three candy capsules these things right here so they're pretty full they're stuffed full wow. it's just over two liters of candy okay um and then you'll see a code lock on it too so oh, what yeah, i do okay. is um what's that no i'm just saying okay i'm following along so uh what i do is i stash these in um three of st Catharines' large park areas last year i did uh burgoyne woods i did jc park and i did club roma so just three separate parts of st Catharines. And um, so what I do is I stash them in there, and then it, it starts at 12, it's 12 noon, so you'll see on Facebook, I'll post which parks I'm going to put them in, which parks they're in. Okay. And then I give you your first hint, so you get your first hint at 5, 
I mean, I'm sorry, you get five hints. You get your first hint at 12, and then you get five hints. So you get one every 30 minutes after that that will be posted on my Facebook status. Okay. Which and, and each part gets their own five hints, so which will just lead you closer to the candy. And then when you find the candy, you take a picture of it with you and your family, post it on your Facebook, tag me in the Facebook photo, and you'll get your code for your candy for the code lock. That is so cool. That, that, how <laughs> it, I, you know? I thought I'd turn it into a little game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little bit like the cash hunters. There's all these uh, uh, yeah. different uh, different uh, treasure hunts that are going on. But this is this is something. I mean, you do as all family, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Actually, I noticed the adults had some fun with it too. Because I'll bet you know which, which adult doesn't like sneaking a couple candies out of the stash, right? So. <laughs> yeah. So we go to uh, we go to your Facebook page um, by noon on on Sunday, the thirty first. This is actually on yeah, Halloween so, so, day. Yep. So Halloween day, it'll uh, yeah. Just add me on Facebook, and you'll see all the details on there. Uh, you can just add me as Dan Workington. You'll see me. You just type my name in. Um, and yeah, all the details are up there, and um, all the hints will be up there. Every 30 minutes, you'll get a hint. Each park will get a hint, and it'll lead you to the candy. And then you get a uh, pretty good stash. So now, did did you have to? I I don't want to bring up anything that's going to get you in trouble, but I, I have to ask you this question: Did you have to get um, an okay from the from the city um, to do this? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't. I just kind of thought, you know what? If I can't give candy away at my house, if kids aren't going to go trick or treating. I'm just putting it in a park, and then you can check on Facebook and see where it is, and you go find it, right? Okay. So, um, so you're you know, going to... I'm not trying to harm anybody. You, you, I'm just trying to have some fun. And, you're going to ask for per, uh, forgiveness instead of permission. That's right. That's the <laughs> okay. best way to go about it, right? <laughs> that's, that is, a, that is a, a popular school of thought. No, uh, no doubt about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, well, well, thanks for that, uh, Dan, and I'm sure... Do you have any idea how many people participated last year? Last year, I'd have to say probably about 15 to 20 families. Last year was my first year, so That's I just posted it on Facebook as a little fun game, and it actually worked out bigger than I thought it would even go. Like, it was just for fun, right? And yeah, um, yeah it ended up being a little bigger than I thought. So I figured, you know what, we'll do it bigger and better next year. So every, I plan to do this every year, you know, pandemic or no pandemic. Well, I'm going to do it every year. It, it's fun. I enjoy it. Like, it's, it's really fun seeing the kids, like, find the candy and... You know, I get a so kick out of it. Do you, do you do you go around to the parks and, and watch them hunt? Um, I, I might be in the parking lot. Like some people saw me last year at JC. They're like, oh, I saw you in the car. I try to be sneaky about it, but uh, yeah, I like to see it, right? And then I like to see the pictures, and everybody's happy, and I hear about it. So it's just a great outcome. Like I said, I get a kick out of it. I enjoy it, and it's That's it's just awesome. good for the kids, right? Good for you, Dan Workington's Halloween candy capsule hunt. So. Check, check, check out uh, check out Dan uh, Workington's uh, Facebook page just before noon on uh, on Sunday, and then off you go. Thanks, Absolutely. man. Thanks for having us, guys. Great job. Thank you. Nice work. Have a great day. You too. This goes back to what we were talking about before, Kevin. We talk with these people, and invariably I'm left with the feeling that I don't do nearly enough. For, for for my community, you know, I don't do I don't do nearly enough for the for the betterment of uh, of person kind or humankind, if you will.
You know, it's just like, these people make me feel really inferior. Yeah, you know what? They should put a smile on your face. Make you feel warm. That you're it part does of a community. Put a, it does put a smile we on my face. We can't all do everything, and I'm sure there's things that Dan wishes that he can do, and he just doesn't have the time or resources for, yeah. but this is what he can do, so... Kudos to Dan and all the other Good Samaritans that we've talked about today. Just yeah. saying, you know what? Here's what I can do. I'm going to put some smiles on some faces. Sure. And doesn't, I guess doesn't we, cost them much. It's it's great ingenuity. Um, good on Dan. And I guess we help in our own way by doing this program because we give people an outlet to talk about this stuff. So I, well, I, I feel good about what we do from that perspective. And what we do is about Niagara, for Niagara. It is live. Uh, it is about news and information and entertainment and Good Samaritans and uh, and what's happening in your communities. All of our 12 communities, uh, plus the region as a whole, I guess you, when, when you talk about it like that, we've got 13 masters out there of areas that we want to talk about as far as news and information is concerned. Uh, 12 different municipalities plus the region as a whole, and that means uh, we always look for your help and support for, for bringing things to our attention, just like those kinds of things that uh, we talked about with, with Dan and, and the uh, the candy hunt. Um, so please keep in mind that this is your program. You can reach out to us between programs. If, if you've got something that you want to come on, if you don't want to do it right away in the moment, that's okay. You can reach out to us through Niagara 411 and uh, we'll get in touch. You want to come on the show, we'll set it up, right? Uh, and, and as always, we don't litter this program with a whole pile of ads. Not that advertisements are bad. Advertisements and advertising fuels media. It fuels the company, companies that are able to bring you news and information. But we decided early on that we would, we would limit the number of sponsors and the number of supporters that we have on the program. And we have very, very loyal folks that do that. Gales Gas Bars, our title sponsor, fueling this program as they have done Niagara since 1967. Um, uh, Never-ending, never-ending uh, constant support from Gales, and we appreciate that. Performance Heating and Air, Carlo and the Gang, and uh, all of these people are just so wonderful, uh, wonderfully easy. They make our job super, super easy um, because they're just always there and uh, not wanting to take them for granted either. Performance heating and air trying to save your family money on HVAC because they have families here in Niagara as well. Enwick, high-speed internet. Um, Steve and the gang uh, over there, one of the really interesting uh, business models uh, for internet suppliers that you might ever come in contact with. So if you, if you have any questions about your internet service, go to Enwick and find out what they can do for you. And one of the big things is uh, no signed contracts and super, super efficient rural access as well to high-speed internet. Uh, Mark Shirk and his wonderful group uh, at Verge Insurance Group for all of your insurance needs. Again, another Niagara born and bred company. And uh, as, uh, as WeStream is, Kevin Jack and uh, Brandon Scram formed this company in, uh, what, about 2015? I keep asking yeah, you Yeah, absolutely, 2015. So we've been in the live streaming game for six years, which puts us uh, miles ahead of, of pretty much everybody else in Ontario. And uh, it, it is a cost-effective way of streaming your event, your, uh, your tournament, your life, your uh, council meeting. I think, is there any council you 
don't do? I mean, you, you yeah, guys are... Yeah, a few. Busy. Yeah, but... 40 or 89 on the lake. Well, like I said, we have well, 12 we, municipalities. Yeah, we got a bunch. But we do, uh, we do five municipalities and the... Um, Niagara Parks Commission. And this program, by the way, is just a just an example of the professionalism of uh, of how WeStream does what it does. This program, we would stand up and, uh, you know, I'm, I might be by your standards overstating it, but actually I'm not. Uh, you can watch any live television program, be it CNN, be it Fox, NBC, CBS, ABC, pick one, and nothing will rival the production quality of this program. Yeah, at least. So I None mentioned uh, we're, we're busy. We do a variety of things. Um, on Sunday, I saw my first ever ordination. As uh, this man here was ordained from a deacon to a priest at the Good Shepherd Church. And they share facilities with uh, Grace Mennonite Church on Niagara Street, just north of Linwell. So right. there's the individual there. And, I mean, here we go. Nice. I'll bet you I'll bet you learned things along the way here, too, eh, Kevin? I did, absolutely. I, learned, I mean, I've never been involved in anything like this. Being, you know, not deeply religious or anything like that so here we go i mean this guy talked for i just a while. always love the oh, capes. These kids are up there singing oh look at them and i take quite a shine to the uh, the guy in the back there in the guitar i mean uh there's a lot of singing a lot of singing that goes on during um during these services and he was really good by the end. I'm like, all right, you got some chops, buddy. <laughs> and, you always and he's hear, not reading music. He's doing it all from memory by the looks of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, here they oh, are. Oh, there he's there. got some music. Okay, I lied. The text which I've chosen. Uh, yeah, you good go. for you them. See a lot good. Of traditional yeah. Yeah. church type services. And anyway, that's what we do. So if you ever think about uh, broadcasting anything to a broader audience, uh, WeStream can do it. This came together on short notice. But as you see, uh, the broadcast did not lack professionalism. It's, it's what we do. Yeah. And so if we were if if uh, we were if we were doing this in the in in the studios somewhere of your favorite uh, television station, for example, it would cost you a hell of a lot more money. I mean, they've they've got uh, three hundred thousand dollar cameras, and, like all this stuff that uh, they use. And uh, Brandon Scram, Kevin Jack, founders of WeStream, came up with this concept of a way to do those professional level broadcasts at a fraction of of the cost to make it affordable for the common person that normally would be only affordable for major television networks or, or companies like and that. And we did that on purpose. That was that was the niche that we were yeah, looking that, to fill. I mean, that, that was the... That was we were looking to fill that, that hole between broadcast TV right. and my uncle's doing it on his cell phone. Right in there. want to completely switch gears to something that is totally non-Niagara, but it is something that everybody, and this is something that I like to point out as well, is... Yeah, we focus on Niagara things and people and places. However, when there is something that you know for a fact that everyone is talking about, I think we would be remiss if we didn't touch on it. And probably the story that I believe not one person in conversation with another person has left out of their interchange is the shooting of a cinematographer on the set of a movie being made in New Mexico called Rust. Alec Baldwin, whom you know, I don't have to tell you who he is, had a prop gun in his hand, was practicing a scene, fired this revolver, and killed a person and wounded another one 
because the bullet went through the first person and hit uh, an assistant and hit the director behind her and this story continues to unfold. I don't pretend to know all the details and nobody I don't think really at this point in time knows all the details and I guess the only reason that I brought it up Kevin is not by way of information because people can find out information about this other places than here so it's it's not important that we give you facts of what happened the reason I bring it up is I have been struggling with the fact of what would you do and how would you feel and I don't care how much money you have I don't care how popular you are uh, or how well connected you are you're still a human being and you're the person that point blank just killed another human being. It's interesting, I had that reaction too, for whatever reason. Like, oh my God. My heart immediately fell on the Alec Baldwin side of it. And maybe yeah, that's because of the celebrity. Of course, I, I was saddened that, that sh she died, but I, I also thought of that as Alec Baldwin has to live with this. How do I, how do I go on? Like, how do I, how do I sleep? The story will take after on itself. On pillows of money, Lee. Boy. Yeah, but... I know. I know, but money doesn't make that right. No. And he's going to live with that. I, we were talking before, and I said, I honestly haven't done enough reading, and I think peop, a lot of people are like this. I haven't done enough reading. I, I don't know that the investigation is complete to the point that I can make no. intelligent comments on what happened. No, we other can't. Than it's, a, it's a horrible tragedy, and whether or not it was a preventable tragedy... I guess I'll, I'll wait for, for it to run its course. And that's what I, uh, that's why I mentioned at the beginning, there's no way that we can pretend to bring you the facts of this story because there are so many of them still outstanding and the investigation continues. All, all I focus on is the feelings and the emotions that must surround this. And if you were the designated fall guy in this and you're the one that had the gun he's no stranger to movie sets he's no stranger to stardom he's no stranger to doing scenes probably with firearms and all kinds of things and somebody tells you that something's safe and then it turns out not to be it doesn't mean whether it, whether it was your fault or, or not it's still it's still on you I don't know. I, I I hope I never know how that feels. Yeah, for the, one for one human to kill another human. Uh, there's another story. Uh, just so you know, coming up uh, to wrap up the program today, going to feature another local artist. This Great. is a it's a stripped down duo from the Mandevilles, but Serena Prime, uh, you know, local musician. Yeah. Everybody knows her in the local scene. So, yeah. and again, another one from the uh, Welland Mayor's Charity Gala. Um, another topic that you wanted to touch on, and I, I guess we can we can leave this on the program, is what's going on off the coast of British Columbia. There's a lot of stuff happening in British Columbia, but if you're expecting a sofa or car parts or something, um, many other things, you may be waiting for quite some time. There's a container ship. You heard this story. It was the something Kingston, which was the name of this uh, there you go. ship. The MV Zim MV Kingston. Zim Kingston. Now, about eight clicks from the Victoria shore, it caught fire. Two of the containers on the, this massive container ship, it's more like a barge actually than a, than a ship. You've seen it, well you can see it there, but I mean there's so, like, hundreds of containers on this 
thing. Two of them caught fire. 16 crew members evacuated, brought to the Breakwater District Pier. It doesn't matter if you know where that is. It's irrelevant. The point is that in the, in the ensuing evolution of this story, as firefighters and other people made their way to attempt to extinguish this fire, 109, this, this, this number came out today, and I remember it, it's not up on the screen right now, but I remember reading it. Uh, the, 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 the owner of the company disclosed now the total number of containers that went overboard into the sea. 109 of these huge train car sized containers, which is what they are, they're, they're train cars, because it's a modal transportation type process. 109! Went into, the, went into the ocean. They said only two of them contained hazardous materials. Now, what hazardous materials they were, I'm sure they, they know, but they're potassium something or other, I think they said. Over time, now, will they have to go down and try to recover these? Over time, as the metal walls deteriorate, will this be an environmental disaster? We don't know. But amongst all of these other things, aside from the two that held hazardous materials, were sofas and car parts and things that people are waiting to be delivered so that they can sell them to their customers. And furniture supplies, furniture has been hard enough to come by over COVID because you may have read, read those stories as well, that uh, sofa manufacturers' prices have gone through the roof because it's, it's hard to get this, these materials in. Well, guess what? It just got harder. 109, Kevin. Well, it could end up being one of those dive sites, right? Yeah. Hey, there's all those containers on the floor of the ocean here. Let's, let's go out there and go for a dive. Check them out. I wonder how deep it is. Well, it's, it's eight kilometers off the coast, so it's got to be pretty deep. Oh, okay. That's, that's a ways to get out there. But yeah. Hey, these scuba people. Is that international waters? Is eight kilometers out international waters? I don't know. Really. I don't know either. You're asking the wrong guy. I know. But we, we do a lot of rhetorical things here. Right, and the other, thing, the other thing from out west, the only reason I mention it from out west is because we have to watch what happens here in Ontario. The other big headline is because these people missed the vaccination deadline and because of the vaccination mandate in the healthcare system in British Columbia, 4,000, more than 4,000 healthcare system workers will not be working are on unpaid leave because they decided to or made a mistake in not getting vaccinated by the deadline 4000 so this has delayed all kinds of elective surgeries and yeah, well, it's it's a, it's a mess there's a headline there surgeries and tests postponed as 4000 unvaccinated bc healthcare workers put on leave and what's happening with that situation in Ontario, we don't have the numbers yet, but I expect that we will. Which goes again to our conversation we've had over the last couple of weeks of the black and white and gray areas of the vaxes versus the non-vaxes. So it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be quite the journey. Kevin Jack, thank you very much as always. It's been an absolute pleasure 
to to be here with you once again. I look forward to Thursdays just to bask in the presence of your uh, expertise here at WeStream. Gail's Gaspar's uh, Performance Heating and Air, Enwick High Speed Internet, Virgin Insurance. Thank you. My name is Lee Sterry, and we are now going to play you off the stage as per usual. Have yourselves a fabulous Halloween weekend. Cheers. Thanks for being here. From the Mandevilles, give it up for Nick and Serena. Uh, you know what, Lee? Sorry, very rarely do we have uh, technical glitches here, but okay. uh, just give me a second here. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a second. Uh -huh. uh, one of the other big stories that everybody's talking about in Niagara, and we'll wait and see how this plays out, is the the sexual abuse scandal that is uh, surrounding the Chicago Blackhawks. One of the things that uh, popped into my head when the, this story, I guess, reared its ugly head this week is 11 years. We have been we have been hanging around for 11 years before this became a thing on the national uh, and international stage. Wow! Uh, and this uh, this young man that has lived with this also for and others for 11 years. The fallout of this will probably not be known in its in its complete form for quite some time because this will rock this will rock uh, the NHL as, a, as an organization without doubt. I would like to thank Corey Motley also for coming on and talking about the, the whiteness or the lack of diversity if you will to put it in a more political politically correct spectrum of uh, broadcasting and media here uh, in Niagara and perhaps elsewhere, but his experience in Niagara. So uh, really interesting conversation with Corey and uh, you'll be able to go back and uh, have a look at that uh, if you missed it. Kevin will uh, post it sometime over the course of the week or just watch this program from the beginning and you'll catch Corey's uh, comments. Uh, great to have him on. Yeah, Sherry Lynn uh, Evans. If nothing else, if we can be the uh, champions of change, I don't mind that role one bit. No, not a bit. Sherry Lynn Evans, uh, she is, uh, competing or has competed again uh, in the Kelly and Ryan virtual Halloween costume contest. We will find out how she did when uh, the Kelly and Ryan episode airs tomorrow. So thank you to Sherry Lynn. She's always, always a, a hoot and a pleasure to have on the program. And Dan Workington, uh, the Halloween candy capsule hunt. Check him out on Sunday. Dan Workington, um, his uh, Facebook page and uh, get your family involved in that in uh, various and sundry parks around we, we won't know what parks they are until until sunday at noon on his site all right kevin how are we doing with uh, we're ready to go yeah we're good to go so you can uh, send us off again here all right we will be uh, we will be played out here uh by this act uh, from uh, from the mayor's outdoor party in uh, in welland it was so it was so cool so much so much great local entertainment and here's just a bit more for you again have a nice weekend. Cheers. From the Mandevilles, give it up for Nick and Serena. Hey. Thank you, guys.
Cheer up.